0: This is Infection, the Survival Podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, November the 1st, 2022, episode 400 at 7. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome into another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your weekly source for the latest in and around the video game industry, with a little bit of a common sense political take sprinkled in here and there. My name is Nick Craig. Thanks for uh, joining us. You can visit our website, infectionpodcast.com. You can check out my various political antics and shenanigans at nickcraig.com. Also, hopefully you had a happy halloween i saw this man was uh, dressed up for halloween brian with an eye aldridge brian who were you uh who were you dressed up as and did you have a good time trick or treating with your new uh <laughs> actually,
1: new child actually i was pushing i was being the dad i was pushing the uh, the stroller around so uh, i didn't have an outfit on I, well, I was going to but no i did i decided not to yeah well you saw the kids
0: no i know yeah, so, hold on. Well, I you well, couldn't no, see their the...
1: faces though
0: no, I understand, but I. Because one was carnage, carnage,
1: one was was a Miles Morales.
0: Oh, so you weren't then, so so your jacket uh-uh. and hat weren't a costume. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> oh, I thought you were dressed up as something. I'm sorry, I don't. No, I'm not used just, to seeing was, you. In a, just, you were wearing a graphic t shirt with a with a jacket and a hat. I thought it was some. I thought you were being something.
1: Just, I, I was just being casual.
0: Well, that's not normal. That's a costume. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> And so, yeah. So, and then our little, uh, little William—he was a, a lion. Cause we call him, we call him Little Lion. So he had a lion outfit on, which people loved. Excellent. Everybody thinks he's a girl because of his long eyelashes. They're, they kept on saying, "I get the same thing all the She's time." She's so pretty. Yeah, because you're a long eyelashes. Yeah, people say that to me, too. <laughs> they're
0: like, wow, you're such a beautiful female with your long eyelashes <laughs> and blue girl. eyes. Yeah. Yeah, you're such <laughs> you're a beautiful, beautiful girl. girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, hey, it's 2022. Um, Brian with an eye, Aldridge, joins us. Uh,
1: he <laughs> is on Twitter at... Oh, yeah, Boise Computer. I'm, I'm actually still there. I mean, uh, you're, And you're using Elon <laughs> actually, he bought, he bought Twitter, and so I think I'll be maintaining. And it seems like freedom is coming back. What's funny is I see people... Night
0: nasty <laughs> oh yeah
1: <laughs> well i i I I've, I I've made it to where I'm, I'm just trying not to direct anything at people or respond to people telling them how stupid they are because that's that's the thing is uh that's what i enjoy doing on twitter and as long as i don't do what i enjoy doing on twitter i'll be okay um but yeah if you want to find me at boise computer on twitter or at bright knowledge on gab parlor getter truth social uh you know we'll see how long those ones stick around Oh, yeah. See, this one was true. And we'll be talking about some things. <laughs> but I thought this was interesting. We'll, we'll get back to it here yeah. in a minute. Um, and if you want to find, check out my blog, spiteoftech.com. And of course, if you go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, you can go and, and check the Discord server. We have 11 ARC servers running. We're still uh, running a Conan Exiles server on there with mods. They've got it to where now auto updates and everything. So if you're interested in Conan Exiles with some mods on it for building and just kind of uh, quality of life mods, uh, that we've got a server running that's running really well. Uh, if you want to watch the video of the podcast, you can do that through Twitch and YouTube, and those are live or after the fact. And then at the lower right, we've got all the audio forms of that. And then, so whatever podcast platform device you want to listen to, um, what we do is record that, and then after the show is complete, we upload that to those uh, different services. And so if you are going to listen to it, what you can do is jump on the particular episode's show notes because on there we've got links, videos, articles, the audio and video player for the show different ways that if you're going to be listening, it's a really nice supplement to that because you can maybe watch a video that we showed on the on the video form of the podcast or or just reference an article as we discuss it and kind of get your own take on what it says. So that really helps. If you uh, if you want to support us, there is a support option up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you uh, very much, Brian, and all of the folks that have uh supported us over the last couple of years it is greatly appreciated we'll talk about that uh i don't think we're gonna talk a whole lot about the elon twitter thing i think that's been uh litigated and relegated out pretty well everywhere else uh we'll we'll chat about it a little bit coming up we've got a story that makes it kind of interesting but what i want to do here brian is i want to read a story i just want to read a couple of paragraphs from a story and then i'll uh then i want to ask you and our audience Mm -hmm. Uh, where you think this story is going and who could have possibly written said story. I'm not even going to read the headline. I'm just going to read the first couple yeah. of paragraphs. It reads, On October the 28th, San Francisco police arrested a man for attacking Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer. Now it's being reported that he may have been inspired by the far-right movement Gamergate. David Depapi was looking for U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi when he broke into her house, allegedly, over the weekend. That was my allegedly I put in there. He uh, (laughs) He asked her husband, Paul Pelosi, where his wife was and then attacked him with a hammer. That's after he let Paul Pelosi go to the bathroom, call 911 and do a bunch of other things, then attacked him with a hammer. Paul Pelosi was in critical condition. Fortunately, it looks like, though, he's going to recover and be totally fine, which is, by the way, a miracle. Being 82 and getting assaulted with a hammer and not dying is is pretty remarkable that he's living at all. So that's great to see and hear. The attacker, who reportedly ran a now-deleted Wix blog, posted various conspiracy theories, including how he got involved in those conspiracy theories, leading back to, To Gamergate, Gamergate was a hate movement that started in 2014. Now I'm going to stop right there, and Brian, ask you and the audience where was this article written and filed. I wish I had the Jeopardy theme, but which one? Which illustrious gaming outlet do you think published this story?
1: Well, usually be Kotaku, but. I mean, is you it would be
0: spot on Kotaku headline report okay. man behind Pelosi hammer attack was radicalized by gamer. And I have to just read a little bit more of it because it's so unbelievable. I just, I
1: figured, I figured <laughs> usually anything that's just nonsense, nonsense. It's Kotaku. And I didn't even look, I haven't clicked the link and there's no hint in the uh, no. title of the link. Cause we do we don't show the actual links. We have. The title of the articles for all of the links that we show in the show, just like what you see on the website. So it reads as follows, so.
0: and I just want to read through a little bit of this because I think it's just so unbelievably. Um, it, it, it. Some folks have asked us, "Why do you guys talk about politics?" Articles like this is why we've had to delve into politics. All right, it reads. Yeah. Gamergate was a hate uh, hate movement that started in 2014, but still exists in various forms today. Its proponents champion, or claim to champion, quote. Ethics in game journalism. In practice, they harass and threaten women who work in games or wrote about them. Gamergate, listen to this, Brian. Listen to the gall here. Who wrote this? Um, who's the uh, author? C.C. uh, who wrote this article. Listen to, listen to the audacity in this. Gamergate was not a legitimate criticism of journalistic objectivity. How... What 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 the balls on Kotaku to claim that something is not legitimate criticism, but a yeah. label that allowed a small and s- small and sad individuals to weaponize their bigotry. So this is the revisionist history on uh, revisionist history on GamerGate, which if you're not familiar with, came forward because you had video game journalists females that were banging. Um, you know, uh, people that were making video games and then writing good reviews about them because they were in sexual relationships with them. It was a huge problem. Yeah. And you had a whole bunch of questions about, you know, wh- who is writing these reviews? Are these things legitimate? You know, just a whole bunch of problems with this. But according to Kutaku, it's not legitimate criticism and anybody that believes it is not only small, but a sad individual. Gamergate well, did okay. invent, go ahead, I'm sorry sorry go
1: ahead. well okay no uh, go ahead and keep going because what i had posted on my twitter has a lot to do with this but from a different direction and cuz so i have a little bit of background on this because of that article i did some research that directly ties to this so go ahead and Finish saying what they're saying, and then I've got some interesting tidbits.
0: Yeah, uh, Gamergate didn't invent right wing extremism, but it taught a segment of the of internet conservatives that they could shut down the growing influence of feminism if they used targeted violent uh, 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 violence against individuals feminists such as Felicia Day and Brian Wu received death threats. Wah, wow, yeah, you received a death threat online. Get over it. Um, so that, that's pretty much the article. It goes on and on and on uh, about Gamergate and how this guy was a right-wing extremist, which I'll note he was a nudist homeless nudist man that was a drug addict that lived in a bus that was chasing around magic fairies who had a black lives matter flag and was uh at was a uh was a person in the what is known as the san francisco gay cargo district so all of that and uh kutaku wants to call him a radical right-wing extremist i'll turn the floor over to you mr
1: aldrich so that's where I was reading a Reuters article, which tends to be supposedly the source of a lot of news outlets. They go to Reuters, they get their articles.
0: So the way that it works is if you're a small town news outlet or even not even a small town Reuters, you use a, you subscribe to them like the Associated Press yeah. and they, they're supposed to provide you with news because you obviously, if you're in yeah. Boise, Idaho, you don't the have small, a reporter in Jacksonville, own, right? Florida. Exactly. So you subtract, and- you contract Reuters or the Associated Press. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so so I'm sitting here l- reading this article and thinking, all right, it, usually what they say is supposed to be done by a real journalist. Well, they start going off into this is a right-wing extremist who posted online under this username, or there's this username that happens to be the same name as the guy. Yeah, you could pull up that article if you want and scroll down a little bit. Yeah, but they source him in that article, the Reuters article, as a, a right-wing extremist. And I said, well, by that, by that time we knew, and one thing that's interesting about these sources that they're using, which shows you how much they actually dug into them. These blogs they're referring to were, were created the day of the event and deleted the next day. Yeah. Very only, they were only up for 24 hours and the guy was in jail. So how did he create these blogs while in jail, write all these articles, post them? And then how did he delete them the next day as well? well? and it's also important to note that there
0: was about an eight-year lapse on his blog from these new articles to things that he wrote back in, like, 2014, 2013 and 2014. Um, so, yeah, yeah, these things just miraculously it's, popped up.
1: They appear on his blog. But the, if you look here, it says, In recent posts on several websites, an internet username David DePape. De, 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 was it DePape? Depe- I've heard DePoppe? it pronounced
0: DePape and DePape, but...
1: Okay yeah uh, express support for former president Donald Trump and embrace oh. the cult-like conspiracy theory QAnon the post which is about we'll get into that okay we'll we may not get into that that'll get us off yeah, well, with, uh, let's not the get whole podcast yeah. the post includes references to satanic well here they go right into it uh, we're quoting only only uh, satanic pedoph- pedophilia Anti-Semitic uh, Semitic, uh, tropes and criticism of women, which has got to get back to that other article. Transgender people and censorship by tech companies. Mm. But then the guy is a Black Lives, uh, trans rights, uh, love everybody. He's got all these things on the building that he's living in.
0: A bus, not a building.
1: Uh, well, the bus is parked in front of this building. It's it's which it's is a his commune. ex,
0: which is it's yeah. It's which also where his ex-girlfriend lives, which he lives in the bus outside in front of. Yes.
1: Yeah, and so if you look at, it, it's just. Obviously, they did no research and didn't even bother to look at the post date. Was this posted after he was arrested? Amazing how that works. Uh, it's just, it's one of the stupidest things and the least amount of journal- journalistic integrity that I have seen with zero research. And just because they want to pin it on Donald Trump and conservatives, aka Gamergate, uh, QAnon, all these ridiculous things with zero research. And so, and of course, then I, and I, what I said in my tweet was how many uh, journalists are going to source this material because it's coming from Reuters, a legitimate uh, source of, uh, of, of news. And when, it's gar- when it's proven that that is not real news, but they're not correcting their article and taking it out. So all these companies are going to keep on quoting it, quoting it, quoting it, because on there, the now deleted Twix blog. Where he posted conspiracy theories about QAnon, they reference it in in Kotaku's article and the Holocaust and sex rings run by the Democratic Party, which is the you know that pedophilia ring, uh, and coronavirus. So they added to it. How did it, I get into all this? He allegedly wrote. Uh,
0: it's Gamergate.
1: Just, it's ridiculous. Gamergate did it. You know, it so was just yeah, Gamergate. It,
0: it's yeah. We'll have a link to this in the um, in the. Uh, show notes it was published yesterday by kutaku and it just i mean it is just it is the <laughs> i i don't want to say this because then it leaves no room for things in the future but i think it's the worst example it is kutaku at its absolute worst uh an article yeah. like this that's just
1: just by again by again the, being biased the The gay
0: gay nudist Black Lives Matter flag guy was radicalized by the alt-right and Gamergate back in 2014 and then decided to, you know, wanted to apparently kneecap Nancy Pelosi because of uh, women in video game journalism. If you can connect those two things together, you're a fucking (laughs) idiot. I'm I'm just, I mean, there's just nothing else to say. If, If one of those things equals the other... You're you're lost. You know what? You found the wrong show. Go. I I recommend you go vote and vote straight Democrat down the down the ballot. That that will solve all of your problems. That's that's your solution. That's your that's your home
1: there. So there you go. So, well, let's kind of transition talking about journalism to what many of these companies Kotaku has an article about it are saying is the greatest Twitter video game journalist. Okay. this is what they, they say about this person. But they've, They're they've saying it. They I'm not quit. saying
0: it. They're saying it about it, okay? Yeah. I, I didn't say it at all, okay? All right? I didn't say he was a phenomenal so the, journalist. I mean, That's they what keep, they're
1: saying. I've never really read it or seen it. I've seen... I've not really read anything about him or seen any of his stuff, but he is the greatest video game journalist, uh, you know, according well, to Kotaku and PC when, Gamer.
0: Well, when Kotaku writes articles like that, it's really not a huge... I mean, I, to be, I'm not trying to dog this guy. I'm just saying it's not really a high bar to set.
1: Well, so... They, twitter's best source of gaming news calls it calls it quits is the pc gamers title of the article and is it nibble n-i-b-e-l i assume has yeah, canceled so. their patreon and will tweet no more and can you guess why
0: uh because elon musk is a uh fascist and is going to destroy twitter
1: yeah put, there you go all <laughs> right that is why excellent he, he is shutting down his Patreon. He is what quitting video bag? game journalism altogether because Elon Musk bought Twitter, and Twitter is no longer a place for original reporting. Uh, and he, oh, One thing okay. he found is he can't get enough people to follow him on Patreon to support him that way, and so he's having to shut down his Patreon as well. Uh, he says, I've miscalculated the value of my Twitter activity and realized that there's nothing we're supporting by itself for the vast majority of people it is not me who is popular but it is the work that is useful it is not valuable by itself but a comfortable time saver and i get that now so that's funny. well you
0: know why uh, pc gamer and kutaku are pissed because this was the all they had to do was read this guy's twitter account and just rip it off and publish just an article about it. It. yeah i mean yeah just copy yeah. and cite him on it uh, it's funny i um I like to fall asleep listening to uh, podcasts and stuff, and I tend to listen to things that are a little bit, um, little bit more like dry and casual because if not, it'll keep me up. Like Security Now is a great podcast to fall asleep to. That's not a dig on Security Now. It's just, it's, I mean, you can only hear about PGP encryption so many times before it just puts you out like a baby. So, on, uh, so last night, uh, no, Sunday night, I uh, decided, Brian, that I was you know, feeling a little bit, wanted to listen to some tech news. So I pulled up and yeah. uh, listened to the Tech Guy podcast that is hosted by uh, yeah. the one and only Mr. Leo Laporte. And, of course, the show oh, guy, immediately yeah. opened with him talking about how, well, advertisers don't want to have their posts next to white supremacists and bigotry on the platform because apparently Elon Musk has already allowed white, suprem- white supremacists are now ruling free on Twitter according to these jackasses on the left, which, of course, they're not. Um, so yeah, this, is a, this is a very popular trend. All these people, I say, signara, well, Go make your own tech platform but, if you don't like it, Brian. How about that? Go build your own tech platform.
1: And here's his tweet directly you know, referencing Elon Musk. I don't think that Twitter has yet experienced good leadership, and this trend will not change with Elon Musk either. I do not trust the platform. I do not trust Musk and its seemingly infinite maturity. I do not think Twitter will fall apart instantly, but that it could die a slow death. Why waste more time? See, what's funny about that that is
0: Twitter was actually dying a slow death prior to Elon Musk. That's the trajectory it was already on. Now, it might still die a slow death. You know, this guy's not a a miracle worker. Um, But the the reason... a company sold for forty-four billion dollars is Brian is uh, just a little bit of a hint, and obviously this guy doesn't, you know, in all of his journalistic integrity, doesn't seem to understand this. Most companies aren't for sale if they're doing really well, um, yeah. especially not for sale to a private individual like Elon Musk. Yep. So when you sell your company for forty-four billion dollars and then try and then take him to court to force him to purchase it at that price, to finish the things, purchase. Yeah. things probably aren't too hot. Where you are right now, no. and that's the problem that Twitter was under. So will Elon Musk solve Twitter? I have absolutely no idea. But I just find it interesting that he—and this is how the left always a- acts. Well, I'm not saying that it's always been under good leadership, but then, but you built your whole—you built a half a million tweet, a uh, Twitter uh, following on the platform under the previous ownership that you also say you don't like. Yeah. So what yeah. is it? So if the previous ownership sucked, why did you use the platform in the first place? I don't understand.
1: So Elon wrote some tweets that or he posted images of text with, you know, in some tweets talking about why he bought Twitter. And here's exactly from Elon. The reason I acquired Twitter is because it is important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence. There is currently great danger that social media will splinter into far right wing and far left wing echo chambers that generate more hate and divide our society. It is relentless for pursuit of clicks. Much of traditional media has fueled and catered those polarized extremes as they believe that it w- it, it, that it is I don't know, he, they believe that is what brings in the money. But in doing so, the opportunity for dialogue is lost. And he says that's why he bought Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this person having the possibility of someone who has an opinion different than him having the same space to say it is is too much to be able to continue having that space and saying it which is crazy yeah interesting So, yeah so this is a this i he he wrote a yeah this article he there's i have a, a reference to it in the show notes but he wrote this tweet talking to the advertisers, just saying, hey, advertisers, here's why I purchased it. Yeah. To make it to where everybody has a voice and to make it so there's less polar extremes. Because obviously Twitter is a polar extreme. If one extreme is saying, I refuse, since you're allowing to have anyone else speak, I'm refusing to participate anymore. You don't think that that means that they were extreme? Yeah. They're they're mad because someone else has the ability to have a platform with you you're now mad and want to walk away from it. Well, it's just, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. So that's, that's Twitter. We'll see how many people still continue to be mad.
0: Well, it'll be the same people that said that they were, you know, going to leave the United States when Trump was the president. And now, you know, they're still here five years later. I mean, it's just all the, it's all the typical, it's this, it's the usual suspects, Brian. Um, It's just, it's, it's just constant. And it's, it's a bit exhausting to be honest with you, just to see the, constant you know moral outrage and the constant uh you know worst thing ever and oh my god it's the end of society and i need to leave this platform it's just it's pretty rich from from these these types of characters but again not not surprising and not unexpected this is just this is just
1: what they do yeah well okay so is there anything you want to talk about that we have a follow up on a uh, something no. reported on the last couple no, I of think weeks. That,
0: no, I think that's about it. Just uh, expect more uh, more nonsense over the next couple or of weeks. Well, Sandy. actually, no. It'll go. It'll stop. Uh, I think it'll stop after Tuesday, at least in some, depending on the outcome of the election. I think you'll see a lot of this uh, re- start rescinding because they'll realize that these ideas. Yeah. Well, there'll be a couple right away that is. I'm sure Cotac will have an article out next Wednesday when we do the show saying that, you know, the video game blog will have a website about how Republicans are awful and going to destroy the country. Um, which will be good. We can read yeah. through that on the air next week. So,
1: <laughs> looking forward to that. So, you remember the streamer who broke her back jumping into yes. the foam square foam pit? Yes. Well, the, she the has made her first uh, appearance. The, the concrete yeah. floor
0: the, with a with a single foam. The concrete
1: paddle. floor with a few <laughs> yes. pieces of, of foam <laughs> yes. over it. Well, she made her first uh, stream back. I saw that. And uh, and I, I'm wondering because so there's some some interesting tidbits that have become known that I think you're just going to up the uh, lawsuit value from this. So she revealed that when she was being checked out by the doctors, they found out she was pregnant and that they, they, uh, they she could not keep the child because of all the surgeries she had to undergo. Whoa. Now that that just upped the lawsuit because it went from, I'm having a bunch of surgeries which hurt to a loss of life, right? Now, of course, depending on the blog you, <laughs> how are they, 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 you know that they're going to want to up that value, but then they're going to have to argue that it was a life to be lost for her to win this, and I think we're going to have an interesting uh, oh, yeah, discussion on these the blogs bad. because they're not going to yeah. want to back that up. You know, what, what life are you talking about? Which says, oh, "Well, I think I deserve more in this lawsuit because of the life that was lost," and then you'll have all the liberals going crazy because they can't figure out what that means. Well, yeah. This is gonna. Um,
0: This is gonna. This is this is gonna put them in between a rock and a hard place because they want to support the Twitch streamer, especially since she's a woman. uh, But then at the same at the same point, they're not going to want to support that. If if that's the case, they're not going to want to support that other part of it. That's tough.
1: Yeah. So I I thought that was kind of an interesting twist because you know they're not gonna they they want to stand behind her, but how are they going to do that with all the things they've said in the past? Yeah, that's tough. With this. Uh, But you know, so she. She's working her way back um, now. One thing she said is that with the with the surgeries, like I guess this, they did all the the scars are on the inside. I don't know. They they did all the stitches on the inside because she's a model. I don't know. I didn't know that was an option. She so can't see the stitches, but uh, that that's miracles update, of so. modern medicine. Oh yeah, I mean I, I I've had surgeries where you can barely tell. Our, our son, uh, our youngest son, had sur- a surgery where you could barely tell with the stitches. It is amazing what they can do, but hopefully with that, this will be something to where she can recover. You know, it does suck that all that happened. You know, it's, it's somebody, something to kind of laugh about, but then, you know, when it comes down to the person, it's not really something to laugh about because, uh, you know, I personally, I think that that was a child inside of her. You know, that was a loss of life. Uh, you know, and then they get you banned off of Twitch. Just saying that, but you know, I think about half the con-
0: I think about half the country feels that way as well. So, yeah, that's. I see a lot uh, of then, folks, a lot of comments on this post saying a terrible situation getting even worse. Um, and that, that definitely seems to be a pretty accurate description of that whole thing.
1: So now here's another, uh, another article that we had talked about. Remember that ex-Bayonetta actress who oh, was liar? mad about the money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the, well, one who, the, woman, that- the
0: woman who lied in the video game industry about not uh, getting offered a decent paycheck and it turned out to be fake.
1: Yes, and so ah. there was a follow-up article to this. Kotaku wrote it, of course.
0: Uh, but they, <laughs> they said
1: that this actress asks fans to doino- donate the boycott money to an anti-abortion group. I bet that made their head spin. Uh, an so, anti- oh, you know, an
0: anti-abortion group.
1: Yeah. which So, um, huh. H- Helen Taylor used Bayonetta 3 launch to plug in anti-abortion billboards. Uh, so... This was something that, that they didn't really bash her because, I think she's like a feminist lesbian. I mean, they, there's all these things. Bayonetta, I don't, I've never played it. You told me about it, but it's supposed to be. That's a, it's a great game. Yeah, there's all these things that where she checks all these boxes for them in other areas, and of course they wrote all these articles about it, you know, thinking that she's the greatest, and then, and now all of a sudden she she says, well, you should give. She gave a list of ones that you should donate to. It's just. This, that happened to be on the list, but of course, you know that's the one that they chase. So they said, uh, in, in, which the list included the Kentucky-based nonprofit whose sole mission is to blanket cities and towns with giant signs aiming at guilting and shaming would-be parents.
0: Oh God! What a ter- well, I, wait, again! Well, what a terrible description.
1: What do you mean, would-be parents? They are parents. If you got your way, Kotaku, they would have killed the baby, and they wouldn't be would-be parents. How are they shaming would be parents? This is they're, the billboard. They're shaming people that don't want to be parents that want to kill their children. It says, that's I could dream. Bef-
0: it says, I could dream before I was born. How is that shaming? It doesn't say, hey, read this billboard. If- yeah, but it doesn't say, hey, read this billboard, you stupid bitch. I, like, it doesn't say anything like that that's wild or outlandish. It just says, I could dream before I was born. How is that shaming? It doesn't just, say you're a ta- you're going to burn in hell or this. It doesn't say anything like that.
1: Wow, it's just trying to encourage people that are pregnant to consider keeping the baby. That's what wow. the billboards Whoa. do.
0: Oh, Brian, slow and that down. That is That's too extreme.
1: Would be parents. <laughs> wow, uh, you know it's so. I just I, I thought that that was interesting. Kotaku, you know. The, they they want to bash her, but they don't want to bash her because you know believe all women. Um, you know it's just it's just one of these things. <laughs> it's just one of these things. Uh, boycotting a particular game is unlikely to fix that. You, uh, unions might is, is how Kotaku ends that. You know, but but boycotts don't 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 boycott. Don't do that. Form a union instead. That's what they're saying because if you boycott, you might send money to an anti-abortion group. <laughs>
0: this is becoming a. Uh... This show is becoming more and more head-spinning and complicated by the week. <laughs> I mean, it really yeah. is.
1: I, well, The mental I mean, when, when gymnastics write articles...
0: that you have to jump through for any of this stuff to make any sort of sense is just bizarre.
1: Well, and, and Kotaku loved her last week. But then when they they... looked at the list and realized that she wants you to donate to a place that just encourages you. If you have a baby to consider the possibility of keeping it, because it might be cool to have that baby someday be alive and invent something that'll save the world. I mean, you know, that's just a hypothesis, you know, possible. Uh, Anyway, so that, that's, that's that. So now they hate her again, or they hate (laughs) her. Um, You know, she's a bad person at this point. We did it right. She was the darling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wow. All
0: right. Well. Um, All right. uh, So, couple uh, nice, uh, nice tying off some of the uh, bows on a couple (laughs) of those stories there, Brian. That's uh, that. That's very good. I'm glad that we've had some good, some good follow ups there.
1: All right. Well. So let's reference now. My uh, my, this way. My background image here uh, was The Witcher, and some interesting things happening with The Witcher TV show and The Witcher game. Okay. The person that was playing Netflix Witcher, Geralt or Gerald, he uh, was played by Henry Cavill, right? Uh he's mm-hmm. leaving after season 3. Couple season could be down, a number yeah. of different reasons. Uh most yeah, so I think this season 3 just finished recording. Okay, so I the, I he's correctly. done after
0: any future season.
1: Yeah, and so gotcha. they haven't an announced a newly announced season 4 um that and that's going to be Liam Hemsworth. Now, one thing that I think is behind this is possibly money because he he makes a lot more money doing Superman and things like that. I've seen some articles referencing he could just be going and wanting to play the Superman role and not be doing this lower-paying Netflix role that he's doing. But another thing that I've been reading about is that he is actually a really big Witcher fan, loves Witcher, um, and he's played the books or played the game, read the books, things like that. Uh, And the writers of the Netflix series came out and said they don't like Witcher uh you know because one thing it goes against what they believe because what's the witcher games kind of about womanizing uh it, it's about a, a tough man coming in and saving the day ah. and they really if you've watched <laughs> some of the witcher things they've tried to make it to where the females are the strongest role you know take a lot of the screen time and they're all powerful and kind of took it away from what the game really was just a little bit and I, you know, it could be a possibility that he realized the writers don't like the game at all. They don't like the show. They don't like the the books at all. Why am I going to stay on something that's going to just be a mockery? Uh, so he is. He said he was leaving. Uh, Liam Hemsworth is going to be taking over. And so we'll see where that goes. I, you know, I don't know. I've watched the first season or part of the first season. It just didn't, it was not 100%. You know, it wasn't what I enjoyed about The Witcher. I think they could have done a lot better job. You know, I think they tried to just do things about the actors and crazy things like that about the the characters in The Witcher rather than doing what Witcher does is show you the characters through the stories. And it seems like they focus more on the characters and less on the stories that make the the world. But that's, you know, that's just my opinion. Uh, So, yeah, so he says... Liam, good sir, the character has such a wonderful depth to him. Enjoy diving in and seeing what you can find. You know, was what he had written to Liam uh, in taking over the role. So, hopefully, that doesn't kind of destroy that. But there's some other news with The Witcher that came out, and they're doing a full remake of the first Witcher. I don't know if we did. We talk about this before? A full remake of the original Witcher? I don't. I know that think, we talked so. about. The future Witchers being on an Unreal Engine 5, Yes, we definitely talked about that. With that. But they have announced that the original Witcher is going to be remastered. And this is what a remaster to me is supposed to be. When you take something that's done on a really old engine that doesn't have the ability to look as good as it it does now, doesn't have the ability to uh, maybe have as complex of playing mechanics as it does now, and remake it in today's technology to where it looks really good. So they're going to be remastering the original 2007 Witcher and doing it in Unreal Engine 5 from the ground up, which I'm pretty excited about. Because one thing about the Witchers that I enjoy is the modding support. They've done a really good job with the modding support, and I've been waiting for a really good Unreal Engine 5 game with heavy modding support so that people could make things and just run with things. Uh, And hopefully this is going to be a little bit of that because the power of Unreal Engine 5 is pretty cool. And we'll see what they'll be able to put into mods. So they're going to be doing um, that. The the Witcher remake is what they're calling it. Codename Canis Majoris.
0: Witcher's always been a popular series. I'm not indicating that it's not. Um, But it really has been amazing to see that a... Franchise that, and again, I, don't, I wasn't. It wasn't on the way out, but it was. It, it wasn't the top of the mind franchise just a couple of years ago, and th- this Netflix series has essentially. It it it's like one, it's Witcher's got to be one of the hottest IPs right now yeah. in the video game. Well, it and, plus, and like it, ones that are actively it got being people worked purchasing on it the game. Game. Boom, Yeah, well, a whole bunch of people purchasing <laughs> it. But you know, you look at there's a lot of yep. popular IPs but in terms of ones that are being acted on right now. Yeah. I'm not sure that you'll find many more outside of the new call of duty, for example, that is as hot as the Witcher franchise. I just don't think you will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's something where it sparked the interest, got people buying it, maybe brought them uh, some excess funds to where they realized people want to play these games still. Uh, it, maybe it's worth making the witch, the original Witcher because the thing that I think about the older games are that it used to be people would take a lot more time in the writing. There was a lot more thought put into the, the production of these things. They would take a longer amount of time making these games because it was less about the technical sometimes and they wanted to make the story and the content be what really drove the game. So with The Witcher, that's one thing that's been interesting is their storytelling is amazing. I, I felt like they didn't, Hit that mark when it came to Cyberpunk, because I was expecting the Witcher level of storytelling in Cyberpunk. Yeah, and it so wasn't was really there for me. Yeah, and, and, and but ex- when you play The Witcher, it, it takes you on a story, and it, it, you just get to know the characters, which a lot of video games miss.
0: Yeah, I, I, th- I think a lot of folks were expecting. Uh, I don't think a lot of folks. I know for a fact a lot of folks were expecting the Witcher series or the the Cyberpunk series to have that same kind of yep. uh uh thing that witcher had and it just it just didn't it just fell short and that's you know and i think i think okay. it can down
1: to a race at the end that you know they did not make the content and have all the time to do to well, do it well and let's, that's yeah, where let, i think let, like with this we don't have to worry about the content you know the content's going to be there it's just it's going to look good again And it'll make people yeah. that have never bothered to play the old looking game it to them it'll be brand new
0: and just to remind folks the The cyberpunk game was delayed, what three, if not four times, and one of them, you know, I I just I remember back to PAX twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen, in which twenty eighteen I think it would have been, where they literally canceled the show that they planned on having with the developers at IGN at a bar like hours before it was scheduled to take place. Supposed to be this big conversation with the developers, and it didn't happen there was still free alcohol
1: yeah (laughs) yeah uh well and so looking at what cd project is doing they announced that the new witcher trilogy and you know they're doing a new cyberpunk uh the dlc trilogy but uh, you know the dlc um well and it's going to be a full standalone from what i remember like it's it's a full standalone game the next cyberpunk that they're doing i don't think it's
0: no, it's the its DLC that they're story. coming out with, yeah, no, though, I think the DLC that they're coming out with soon TM is is an add-on to Cyberpunk. It's a DLC. It's like a twenty or thirty dollar DLC. Now they might be doing another Cyberpunk game
1: future, but but I think is I think it's a standalone story all by itself. Oh, it's, okay, not like d- it's d- extra quests, gotcha, and things like that. Um, and so you know, so they're adding a bunch to the to the whole Witcher, which I'm glad of because I've played most of the Witcher th- series. Uh, And it's because it's just the quests don't feel super repetitive. Now, of course, there are certain things that you go do that are somewhat repetitive as far as going. But one thing that they always did really well in their games is to not make everything feel kind of like, what's the game that's super repetitive? They did one in Montana you know, for one of their last ones. Um, The one in Montana about that cult, Far Cry. Far Cry seems like primal... All of those, they seem like, oh, this is new and original, cool, unique content. <laughs> until dumb. you get about halfway through the game, <laughs> oh, and then you're like, I've done no, this. Not halfway, <laughs> my friend. Get, a, times. get a quarter well, into
0: the game, and it's just like, okay, quarter. oh, wow, I need to go pick this But by the time you hit
1: half, here. you've done it 50 times. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You've yeah. done the same thing 50 times, and it's like, okay... I, 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 almost every single one of those games I've tapered out just because I'm like, I know exactly what I'm going to do in that quest. I know exactly what I'm going to do in that quest. It's a thing that I did for this half of the map already. Uh, but with The Witcher, they take you to new places, the story changes, characters die, characters, you know, uh, come from new characters come in. They do a really good do- job of telling that story. That's why I think with may- doing the remake, uh, you, know, that you know that it's not going to be something that's just thrown together. It's a story that's already been done. You know, and in, in the vo- and it's done well, so uh, so we'll see. Yeah, the, they're actually the Cyberpunk 2077 is a sequel, so it's going to be a sequel. I've got a thing here, code name Wait, Orion. It's, call- um,
0: it's it's a sequel,
1: but it's DLC. It's only like thirty dollars. I thought is there, or is it a
0: completely separate sixty dollars? No, game? I
1: I, th- I think it, it it's a let's see introducing multiplayer. Okay, so here here it's going to be multiplayer. Um, which, by the way, we were
0: promised in the original, which still has not happened.
1: Yeah, it was supposed to be in there. Um, I- I'm trying to see where they actually talk about it. But it's yeah, it's, it's actually going to be a sequel. So it's going to be like a 2, Cyberpunk 2. So I don't think it's going to be necessarily a DLC. It's supposed to be a full sequel.
0: Well, there's a 0% chance i buy that then.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. No, I, there's I mean, no well, we'll I, I mean, One thing is... It ain't going to happen. I'm, what I'm hoping they do is... Do this one right and make a giant world because I still think that cyberpunk, the possibility of what you can do in a cyberpunk universe as far as the genre of a game is so huge that if you did it right, it would be awesome. But the fool thing me is, once. you saw, they dropped the ball so heavily.
0: Fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. or uh, Fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. The, the, this, yeah, well, the, the, you can't be working on a sequel when the game that you promised me still isn't done. There's still no multiplayer.
1: Yeah. I think they're Where's gonna the leave the first one alone. Well, <laughs> okay, well it. then
0: then give me the second but, game. But, the, but is the new the, one the gonna only... be done
1: in Unreal Engine five? I, I don't you know what that it's gonna, gonna redo be. That one in I, I don't care 5. what
0: it's I don't care what it's done in. Then you need to give me the game for half the price since I own the original one. And I
1: wasted sixty dollars well, on
0: it and didn't get half the shit you promised me.
1: Do you know, okay, here, here's why here's why I don't think it's gonna be a DLC. Because I think that what they're going to do is do it under Unreal Engine Five, and the reason why is, uh, in the is Epic is partnering with CD Projekt Red for all of these new Witcher games to do them in Unreal Engine Five because they're promising to give them the ability to do a big open world inside of Unreal Engine. Like
0: okay, this. so we're talking about two different things. I'm talking about Phantom Liberty, which is a okay. DLC. That, that
1: I'm not talking about that. That's okay. something that they're coming out with. They're coming out with a full sequel to the original. Yes. So th- uh, okay.
0: We were talking about two different things. We were both. Two different right? games. Yes. Yeah. Okay. My, yes. Yeah. My apologies. Phantom City is expected to be out sometime in 2023, and that's the DLC for DLC version that's going to be for the original
1: Cyberpunk Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now they're, and they're also coming out with a full sequel, which I think is going to be under Unreal Engine 5, taking advantage of all of the uh, enhancements and things that they're implementing into these Witcher games. Because that was the whole point of them going to Unreal Engine 5 is because they're partnering kind of like what Epic did with some other games to use those studios to implement features into their engine because those studios you know, needed this, this, and this to work correctly. Well, if Unreal Engine wasn't doing that, they'll work with both sets of programmers to implement it into the engine itself. That's what they're doing. So I bet you the multiplayer, big open world stuff is what they're going to be working with. My, and if you're going to do it, because I don't think I think they've realized they it's too much work to implement it into that old engine. It's not it's not Frostbite. I'm sure I remember what their old engine the CD whatever they call it. But that old engine that they used to work on, I think they realized it's not worth trying to implement multiplayer into it. Because they've not done it before that I've seen um and why do it now because they'd only be doing it for that one game. Yeah. <laughs> so So Unreal Engine 5, it'll be cool I'm really interested to see what they do because they're making now, what, five or six games, it looks like, under the new Unreal Engine, taking advantage of all this stuff.
0: Um, Moving over to uh, some... Uh, more traditional video game news in terms of hardware yeah. there's an interesting article out and i think it very well um or it uh very much piggybacks off of a lot of conversations we've had over the last couple of months yeah. about streaming in the future actually i think it was even last week we had the discussion about consoles according yeah. to phil spencer philip spencer who is essentially the ceo of xbox for lack of a better title um, he's reporting that Microsoft loses between one and two hundred dollars on every Xbox it sells. So they're yeah.
1: and you wonder why produced, they're not rushing them out the door.
0: Yeah, so they're producing let's say the Xbox costs four hundred dollars, they're producing it for between five and six hundred dollars and then you know, selling it at a loss one hundred percent of the time as uh that it and this is not something that is new. Um traditionally but it's never been really a big loss in the past like for example i remember with the xbox 360 microsoft essentially sold it for cost um yeah. they didn't make anything on it but i don't think they lost anything on it either they they sold it for what it cost to make and then they made their money on xbox live and the portions of the game sales and all of that stuff well in this case you can't afford to lose 200 on every console i think part of this is probably supply chain um, and the yep. lack of available chips and things like that everything is more expensive thanks to uh certain political leaders so um that's I'm sure adding up to it as well and Xbox is saying that um while it is not happening during the holiday season that it is likely that they'll have to raise the price of the Xbox after Christmas just because no it's no rational business can make a device and lose $200 as it walks out the door. You just, you can't do that. It's not possible.
1: Well, and I think that this is really going to show for why they're doing that. Uh, the Xbox, you know, that's, that disc, the, the, the replacement streaming disc that they've been showing. I, I think that that is a perfect, they can almost give that thing away and it will bring them more money. If they, if they just make them and give them to people, it'll make more money than what their Xboxes do because it guarantees... That they're gonna have a an Xbox Game Pass subscription because what's the point of having that device if you do not have an Xbox Game Pass Pass uh, subscription? So you mm-hmm. might as well almost give those things away, and you're guaranteed a monthly income from them. And yeah. if people you know, don't pay, or if, if if they they don't have a reason to keep using the thing, you know unless they let it keep unlocked and uses as a streaming device, but they can sell it for at cost and it'll still be way cheaper and they'll be making just as much money uh aside from the uh, initial loss of a regular console because yeah, and, a lot of people are using the game pass anyways now and you might be
0: able to afford to lose 25 or 50 bucks a sale you know to, you know if you're hyping the subscription service or pumping that hard but $200 on a $500 device is not a margin yep. that's sustainable it that that's just just not sustainable long term and they also cite you know it's not just the physical consoles that are rising in prices. This, uh, this article quotes um, you know, games are now $70, which I don't think is a fair comparison at all um, because the cost to develop video games, if anything, has actually come down from what it was yeah. years ago, not gone up. So I don't think that that's a fair comparison. The only comparison, I think, is that um, you're seeing just a general rise in the video game industry for things
1: yeah and, and i think well here's here's where this is going though uh and there's a follow-up article where microsoft says it's going to be increasing the xbox prices after the holidays mm-hmm. so uh, they're, no so they're going to be going up and yeah a lot of it has to do with this hardware um you know the cost I, of games in general are getting can i read at a comment price yeah, go ahead. This is the first comment on this
0: Kutaku article that says uh, price increases are coming. It's by a guy whose uh, icon is the GMG union, which is the video game union, saying, quote, they don't have to. They want to make shareholders happy. And they, and they already cut their staffing to the bone, which I haven't seen that at all. The only thing left is to increase prices. Yeah,
1: they let go of a little bit of people.
0: Welcome to the end stage capitalism, where if you don't own everything or get bought out, then just making shit tons of money isn't enough. Luckily, they can blame it on inflation and nobody will pay attention to the record profits every company is taking right now. And of course, this one person responds back and saying, you know, in their quarterly reports, they noticed that revenue is down. But for this, you know, these these idiots, Luke, Planuti or whatever the hell this guy's name is that wrote this comment Plunket. is just a, a, a yeah Plunkett is um is just a total jackass.
1: Well, and the here's the here's the issue though. Uh, I don't know if people realize this, but a lot of the reason we're having all of these supply chain crisis and everything is because we're paying people to not work. It's now become more of an incentive to stay on welfare because you make some people make more being on welfare now because once you get on welfare, for instance, here in Idaho um you can't ask to have your benefits lowered because of because of all these things that they put in because of covid they will not give you less money they will not take you off of certain things for welfare and so uh for a lot of people why would you go work you're not forced to work anymore and so the, the people trying to prevent capitalism is what's causing a lot of this to fall apart the things that they implemented because of covid being so scary is why a lot of these things are having issues if you truly let capitalism come back and quit trying to regulate everything and prevent people from working and prevent you know companies from from doing things guess what then you would see that things would start getting cheaper like it does you know whenever we seem to get uh, more conservative people in office and things are great and everybody's like oh it's so good let's just throw it all away again it just it goes to
0: comments like this just go to show you the disconnection from reality that people have they're just trying to make their shareholders happy. Yes. That is what a public yeah, that's company is legally, and it's not just the point, it's what they're legally obligated to do. You invest in a company as a shareholder and expect a return and expect that company to have your best interests in mind. That is why you invest money into something. You don't invest it for them to piss it away. So yes, of course they're doing this to keep their shareholders happy. They're legally obligated to Brian. This is not just some idea yeah. that they that they want to do. If they don't do that, there are serious ramifications of it. It's just it's mind boggling yeah. to me. Um, it's just mind boggling to me that this is even that that these comments just pop up every time. Completely mind boggling
1: Yeah.
0: Well, no, and a lot of it is.
1: Well, they're mad because, you know, because of unions not being fully implemented over at Microsoft. Obviously. And there's all kinds of reasons yeah. they're mad. Yeah. So um, another article here that came out just today, the EU is about to launch, and this is, of course, PC Gamer saying this, uh, EU is about to launch an advanced probe into Microsoft Activision's deal. Sources say, whenever I hear people that are, what what's the other term they like to use? Uh, uh, people uh, that the, are familiar sources. with...
0: From, well, a lot of times they'll say familiar people with familiar the with
1: the, with, yeah, they, whenever you know, whenever they say that, that just like people are familiar with, uh, you know, that guy in, in his gaming blog, you know, talking yeah. about how Gamergate ruined everything. Uh, but you know, according to sources, they're really oh, going to yeah. be cracking down. So we'll see because you know, on here, political. So sources tell Politico that the European Union or European commission plans to open an in-depth phase two investigation into Microsoft's $68 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The commission is said to be launching the investigation after Microsoft decided against filing remedies, commitments that would satisfy the commission's worries regarding the deal before a deadline of midnight tonight. So we'll see if that's going to keep on the kind of the mess, but you know, it just, this keeps going back and forth. And of course, when you, when they're in all these different countries, so they have to appease so many people. And the EU usually likes to employ put fines in so they can get a couple of billion dollars out of any deal. It's free money. You know, yeah, they do of a that. Socialist all the time. society.
0: Yeah. Oh, we're my, if we're gonna find Google a trillion dollar, billion dollars here and a half a billion dollars there. It's 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 just it's it's par for the course. I Microsoft yeah. has got is a very smart company. They know exactly what they're doing, and I. There is almost no circumstance where I see this not going forward because of one of these commissions or groups. I just don't see it happening.
1: Yeah. Well, and
0: uh, to be fair, he. I was gonna say to be fair, you also you you did that. Microsoft was deemed to be a monopoly back in the '90s and Internet Explorer and that whole thing. So I I mean, I guess I could be proven wrong. Uh, I just I don't see it happening this time.
1: Well, and so. Bill Spencer, three days ago, of course, before you know that article came out, said that he he felt that the regulation re- regulators' concerns around Activision acquisition were fair. You know that they were being oh, fair. Oh, sure, and honest. they are. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, and it's a big acquisition. There's no doubt Microsoft, in its role in the tech industry, is large is a large tech company, and I do think the discussion around an acquisition of this size is warranted. Sure, and I, I've appreciated the time to go spend. So. You know, the he, they're not, PR they're not sitting there complaining about it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Publicly. you know, they're, they're, They realize it's going to be a big deal. Um, yeah. You know, he expects it to take a, a bit of time and a lot of, of things to happen with it. So we'll see what happens with it. Uh, you know, And this for this it could be that in a couple of weeks, we'll hear that it's going through or who knows if they'll continue pushing it.
0: Yeah. From from everything I understand about this, it all has to do with. um you know, specifically access to games like Call of Duty. That's literally what some of this the, yeah. the big complaints are, which Microsoft has already stated. Yes, could they change their mind? Yeah, maybe. But they've already stated that they have no interest, and I truly believe this. They have zero interest in making Call of Duty a single platform game. There's just too much money in what? it not to have it available on the PlayStation.
1: And they said sense. a quote here. I don't have it in our notes, but they had said a quote that they will, they will, there will be a Call of Duty for PlayStations as long as there are PlayStations.
0: Uh, why would there not be? There's just yeah. there's there's no reason for me to think or believe that that they would do this. You're talking about one of the largest video game franchises in history ever. That's ever that's existed. I just yeah. don't foresee Microsoft. Doing that with 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 other games, Star Forge or Star Force, whatever the hell the that uh Bethesda game is, sure, uh you know maybe the yeah. new Fallout, maybe, but Call of Duty, it ain't gonna happen, Brian. It's just not gonna yeah. happen.
1: Yeah, and they, and they and everything they've indicated is they're gonna continue producing it for all yeah. of these different places. And right now, so, there it's um, the reason final- it's
0: not on Game Pass is because of a previous commitment with Sony. It's the reason the game's not on Game Pass. Yep. yep they're not litigating that they're following through on the contract cuz i'm sure microsoft could litigate their way out of that if they wanted to or at least bring forward a delay in it to do something get some sort of temporary stay against sony they could have done something but i don't think they really had any interest in doing it so they're not and they're getting and i'm not i'm not a microsoft apologist or a you know a big microsoft i'm not a shareholder i'm not a you know big guy microsoft here but it just doesn't seem like they have any interest in ripping the one of the most successful franchises in video game history off of one of the most popular consoles. I just, I don't see it. PH says, it's a bad business pH move. says
1: Nick is friends with Bill Gates confirmed.
0: Well, I can't confirm or deny that, but that has nothing to do with my <laughs> thoughts here on Xbox and Microsoft.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have one, one final thing I wanted to bring up here because yeah, it is got. related to, related to Microsoft, but Bethesda is going to be putting out a free 4K update for Fallout 4. Oh, sweet! Um, I did notice that there were people that they're making a. They've made a mod. I don't have it in here, but there's a mod for uh, New Vegas that mm-hmm. is done under Fallout 4, so that it can take advantage of this 4K update. So they've made a mod that has all of New Vegas in it, <laughs> so that they can use the graphics from Fallout 4 in order to uh, have it be high, you know, high quality. So,
0: um, so Fallout New Vegas exists completely inside of Fallout Four as a mod.
1: Yeah, someone made a mod of the game. Well, that's as with, Ph says, so they, DMCA
0: and three, two, one. Yeah, I mean you can't do that.
1: So you can't. No, you can't. Uh, but the Bethesda has allowed it. They they have said if I remember reading on that article, they're they're allowing that to happen. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how long that happens.
0: Well, the internet, but, you know, this, ladies this and gentlemen
1: yeah so so they have that um and then fallout 3 is supposed to be free on the epic game store if it's not they i I also i don't know if it is still but they've also had it free i think in the prime gaming here and i saw a number of things with fallout in there because their 25th anniversary celebration that they're doing there's been a number of places you can get fallouts for free so go check that out um but they're doing a lot of a lot of different events so, Ph yeah. says Rockstar would have already brought a SWAT team to the modder's house for doing it.
0: So. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Rockstar. You know, if you're if you're gonna try and mod or do something to a company, Fallout or a uh, Rockstar is definitely not the one. Take Two is definitely not the one you want to try and or Nintendo. They don't like that stuff either. Um, which oh, which the, is not so. The
1: Fallout Three giveaway on Epic went through the twenty seventh, so we just missed oh, that. Okay. So well, that's darn. Too bad, too bad everybody already owns I think Fallout 3. <laughs> I think you can get under Prime Gaming right now because I, I was going through and doing all my claiming here. So I think it's there as well. I saw How
0: much is Fallout 3 though on Steam? Does, it, does Fallout 3 even play? I didn't even think. I thought Fallout 3 required Windows XP. I didn't even think it ran on Windows 11.
1: No, I think, I think it still does. Fallout 3, yeah, $9.99. Yeah, now, the game yeah, of the year edition is, uh, which I have, is the is twenty dollars.
0: I see. Hmm. So well,
1: there you go. Yeah. So that it's still, I, it's a fun well, game. I, you want to know, know the minimum I specs some of the older ones? Mm.
0: A and you you're probably still running a computer like this, uh, Windows XP or Vista with a two point four gigahertz Intel Pentium four or equivalent. One gigabyte of memory if you're on XP, two gigabytes if you're on Vista, and seven gigabytes of hard drive space. You also need to have DirectX 9-compatible video car for uh, audio and video uh, with 256 gigabytes worth of RAM or better. So just be advised of that.
1: Well, in Fallout, the Game of the Year edition comes with the three different add-on packs as well. I'd have to see what those are. The Pit. There's a whole bunch. Um, of them Operation Anchorage, Broken Steel says three but there's more listed here so a yeah. uh, point so, out lo- look out in mother ship zetta what ph says i wonder if
0: somebody out there still runs vista yeah business most definitely still has a computer of running vista that does something what it does i don't know yeah, but it's most does. definitely yeah. exists yeah. yeah so all right um speaking of this before we round out the show i want to say i've been playing the uh the new call of duty modern warfare 2 uh so far enjoying it i've uh, been playing it on battle.net um, this was, and I don't have to find the tweet. Uh, this was the biggest call of duty weekend. I believe in franchise history. Um, nice. let me see if I can find the post. Charlie Intel put it out earlier today. Um, yeah, here it reads, uh, modern warfare Two set a new franchise opening weekend record as the number one top selling call of duty digital opening through its first three days. So you've skewed the numbers. there, digital opening um so they just say uh though only it's uh throughout through only its first three days of release modern warfare 2's opening topped the previous five-day franchise record which was set in 2011 by modern warfare 3 um so with this they are um you know very excited in terms of the opening weekend on this so uh good stuff for call cool. of duty and, and it checks out i have really really enjoying the game really really been enjoying the game it's a lot of fun
1: Well, are good well, yeah, and it's, I, I'll see if I, my wife enjoyed the last one. She got really into it when she was playing it, so I'll just see if we can. Oh, no, we part. played
0: it. We played a couple times, and you were awful.
1: I know. I I, I don't play it enough. I'm not
0: yeah, gonna, yeah, that's so. a fact.
1: She did if much better to, than I did.
0: If you're a Call of Duty player, hit me up on Discord.
1: Sounds good. All right, hey, well, let's go ahead and uh, go with that. If you want to catch me, and get me at Boise Computer on Twitter or at oh, wow. Brian Aldridge on Gab get her and Truth Social, or you can check out my blog, biteoftech.com. Or if you just go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, in the upper right-hand side, join our server on Discord. It's a great way to get a hold of Nick and I. And uh, if you want to play some Arc, we've got 11 ARK servers going. We have a Conan Exile server going in there. Maybe there's an article or a news thing that you think we're missing, uh, a game coming out, or something you, you think we should talk about in the next show. Throw it in the news channel. We've got a link, uh, put a link in there. We'll review that before the show starts. Uh, if you want to watch the video form of the podcast, you can do that through Twitch or YouTube. And that is live and after the fact. And if you're going to be listening to it, you can do that the lower right-hand side, a lot of different platforms and ways to listen. Uh, And those are recorded and uploaded. So you can't do that live during the show. But if you are, then you'll be able to go and check out the show notes for that particular episode. And if you go, there's a video and audio player built into that page. Also, we've got links to videos, um, reference material, any of the sources that we're talking about. Uh, Perhaps you want to follow along while you listen. That's a great way to do that through the particular episode, show notes. And if you want to support the show, you can do that through up top on the menu or you can go to InfectionPodcast.com forward slash support. Yes, you
0: can go to InfectionPodcast.com forward slash support. And I want to thank our friend UGX Vibe for hitting us up with the 57-month resubscription saying CodFest this weekend. Yes, amen to that. We're all, we're all in and we're ready for that as well. So uh, thanks, uh ugx5 greatly appreciate and thanks everybody for joining us a quick programming note we will be here next wednesday so looking at the calendar that puts us out on november the 9th um i've got some uh, work commitments as next tuesday is election day so uh, i'm not going to be able to make that show but we'll be back on uh we'll be back on the wednesday morning or excuse me wednesday evening and we'll have our regular show then um with all of the news and things of that and likely some more as i mentioned uh, probably very dishonest and uh, ill advised kutaku articles brian if i were again- you you know what brian you want to make a you want to make a friendly like 5 dollar wager whether kutaku writes an article about the world coming to an end if republicans win
1: well would i you, yeah, t- i know there are
0: would you take me up on no, that No, i already
1: know it's going to happen are you voting <laughs> for or against a four Oh well, me too. So it's kind of hard. To- <laughs> okay,
0: well then know. I guess we can't do a wager on that. So stay tuned for that next week, and um, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll keep track on all that stuff. Brian, thank you as always, greatly appreciated, yeah, and we will uh, see you next time. Alrighty, folks. Well, uh, you, Brian mentioned his Twitter. I never left Twitter because I am am a tried and true big big tech fanatic you can follow me on twitter at nicholas m craig you can check out my website nickcraig.com you'll find all of my political antics there including an interview i did a couple of weeks ago with the 45th president of the united states pretty cool find all of that there if you missed any portion of this program maybe you uh, really need to read this kutaku article about how gamergate caused a uh, guy to use a hammer eight years later you can find that on our website it's infectionpodcast.com thank you so much for joining us everybody have a great week we'll see you next time.